I'll tell you what, being in Taiwan is a massive source of inspiration. Um, I, I'm not sure what it is, but, you know, fl floating, well, I work hard to, to keep a healthy balance of um, healthy hobbies and, and proper learning and, and making money in a, in a very effective and inspiring way at the same time. And um, it, for some reason, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking seriously at, at this new idea and it, it could, I don't know, it could revolutionize a lot. It could, it could revolutionize podcasting and that's native podcast advertisements. Um, well, not before you get all angry at me and say, Hey, you know what? You're going to put ads in podcasts. Now I'm going to do them clean and nice because it was right now podcasting. Uh, well, a lot of things on the internet are just inundated with bad advertising and I want to do advertising correctly. We need to do ads to pay the bills. Um, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see how it works. But, uh, this, this idea for native podcast advertisements were an idea that I had here in Asia. So I, you know, I, 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 I keep my feet in various venues and circles, uh, you know, and I, uh, I don't know, I just, just keep going, stay diverse, keep, you know, and, and Asia's part of it. So I, I don't know what you're doing, but if you're interested, Taiwan is a very attractive place as far as, uh, you know, living a life that, that could be full of inspiration. So if you're thinking about going somewhere, living somewhere, I, I tell you, most of the ideas I've had came out of being somewhere in Taiwan. Um, well, it, it's added a lot to, well, like, for example, you know, I, I'll tell you, uh, I, you know, I was developing software. Okay. And, and there were a lot of basic questions about programming I wanted to answer. Well, I wrote the software curriculum that I wish I could have used and it's, it's done. Like I completed it a few weeks ago. I think I talked about, well, as I was building it, people would ask me if I could teach them anything, teach them English or teach them something using English. And so I would, I would use that. And so I have taught, I've done one-on-one -on -one with the number, mostly teenagers, but they could be younger people or older, but showing them computer software, teaching them how that works. So I've gotten uh, the, the you know, regular feedback from people trying to understand computer lessons who don't speak English well while the lessons are in English, which means the lessons have to be simple and understandable. Well, I mean, for example, okay, follow, follow with me on that. If you'll in, in, in entertain, humor me for a second, if this sounds a little bit complicated. When, when you're learning a new language, whether you're studying language itself or you're studying, I don't know, a software language, or you're studying any of the subject in mathematics or science, a lot of it can seem like gibberish, like you're like, like you read a chemistry book, a lot of it might seem like a foreign language when you, when you first begin. So there's so much I don't understand. Well, the more simple that can be made, the, the better you'll be able to learn. And if you're teaching that to someone that doesn't even know the language that, that it's written in, like chemistry book written in English. Okay. Well, if you're teaching that to uh, Japanese students, you know, like they, you know, you're going to have to make your lessons really simple so that they can get it. Well, if you can get it that simple, 
put the lessons back in English, teach it to English speakers, they'll learn even faster. All right. Okay. Well, so like the computer curriculum that I developed was developed in that situation. And so while I'm making the software for myself, I'm also adapting it so that it can work with other people very effectively. Right. So, you know, the cross-cultural context of, of developing any idea is inc it's incredibly inspiring. It's incredibly rich. If you're doing art, if you're doing any type of inspiration, the, the, the cross-cultural thing is the way. Like that's definitely the, oh, a way, the, the way you want to go. So if, I don't know, if you're looking for some way to do something, to live somewhere, goodness, think about Taiwan. Um, I, well, I've got a buddy right now. He's in Vietnam, although Vietnam has discovered that Americans are going to flock there. So they're taxing the living daylights out of the Americans. Um, I, I, right now, I think Taiwan is probably one of the friendliest countries to people with offshore money living inside. Um, you know, actually, I've, I've had some interesting things happen with Taiwan recently as far as how, how Taiwan's been, been growing and developing their ability to get along with people. Is uh, no, no, it, it was, it was a few weeks ago. Um, I, I had my Taiwan follow. This is a little bit crazy story, but follow, follow with this for a minute. Taiwan, uh, uses Mandarin. That's its main language. And the, the surname or the family name comes first. And then the last two characters of the three character name typically are your given name. Now in Japanese, I think that the, the surname family name is two characters and your given name is one character. I think that happens a lot with, with Japanese. Well, I know because I took the family name Kurahashi. Yeah. And it's two characters. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's focus on, on moving forward. I, um, so, uh, yeah. So they would take your surname in English and they would put that first on your ID card. And so my, my name was literally steel. Did I talk about this last week? Well, I wrote them a letter and I got it back and they, they fixed it. Like, like I, I said, listen, I said, I, I showed them a picture of my, my Michigan driver's license and I showed them a picture of the passport and, and my passport card. It's like, you can do surname on one line and then given name or, you know, for, you know, whatever on the next line, or you can do first name or excuse me, last name comma. And then your, 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 your given name, you know, first and middle name, but you cannot do last name first and then just the next you know, first name without any comment. You can't, it doesn't work that way. And you're helping people create fake names. It's part of, you're aiding fraud. So you need to fo you follow a stand, do something that's standard on the ID card. So, um, well, I got it back and they have my name on it. Now, it, like it was correct. It was like, it was amazing. It was like, wow. So I went to the bank and I went to the phone company and had them change how my name was recorded on file without a problem. I just showed them the Taiwan ID card and they just put in the right name. That's the end of it. Um, that was really nice how they were able to learn. Another thing happened. T Taiwan gives people ID numbers. It's like a state ID number and it's usually used national ID number. It's used across the board. So it's rather simple. Um, America avoids that because we don't want police control. Right, 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 right. If you don't want police control, you need to focus on training the militia. That solves so many of our problems, but let's not, let's not go there. Um, they, they, 
would give foreigners an ID number that starts with RC, probably uh, Republic of China, which is the, the formal name for Taiwan's government, not the communist China, the, the, the China before that, which is in refuge on Taiwan while the communists took over the mainland. Okay. So RC, probably Republic of, Republic of China. So they, they give people, foreigners this, this ID number that starts with two letters. Well, Taiwanese nationals have an ID number that starts with one letter after the city that you were born in or whenever you were living when, when you got your first idea, et cetera. Okay. Well, there was, this creates some problems because some venues, some websites, some people might see a, a number with a different format and say, well, that's not a Taiwan number. So you can't work here. You can't, excuse me, do business here. You can't buy some, whatever. You can't be our customer. We need someone with a, with a standard number. And just on account of the, of the different format, Many foreigners were getting turned away, I suppose. I'd never had this experience, but, you know, whatever. Taiwan passed a law a few years ago where foreigners would receive the same format of number as the Taiwanese citizens so that they didn't have this problem. It would just make a lot of things smoother so that foreigners would, would have a number that looks just like everybody else's. They would, one less place to be seen as an outsider. They feel more like they're welcome in the family and they won't have problems with small systems and web forms, etc. Okay, well... When I changed my address and got my new my, my name format fixed last time, they put uh, this new number on my card. Well, that that led to a problem. Now I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk. No, I need to talk. Something happened this week, and and I'm going to talk about that tomorrow.